Hello and welcome to a supersize edition preseason recap episode of the Southside Trap podcast. It's me, your girl Sandra. Got a lot to talk about. We have a ton in this episode for you guys, so we can't wait for you to hear it. And I could do it alone. No one could ever do it alone. So I'm here with my friend, homie and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. The Scam Originator. How are you, Claire? Doing well. I'm a little bit congested now, uh, post-trip, but feeling good. Ah, Sweet home (laughs) Chicago. Camp front, it feels real good to be back. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, Four-ish, five-ish days away. Felt like a long time honestly did. <laughs> but uh we did some really cool stuff this past week uh went to portland to cover this uh preseason spring invitational and a portion of this episode is going to have a larger recap of the chicago and portland thorns um match that took place and also some Seattle Rain insight with um, Susie Rance of Rain FC and Caitlin Best, who covers the the Portland Thorns. So that's real fun. And we've also got an interview lined up for you guys with Danny Colaprico and Katie Johnson. And we talked about all kinds of really cool preseason stuff. And of course, we had to talk about Mochi, the French Bulldog. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy that. And while out there, we were scamming and plotting and scheming like we usually do. And we're really excited to announce that you guys can be even more connected with us than you already are. We've got some new pages for you to follow and some ways to listen to Southside Trap. You can find this podcast now on Spotify. So if that's your bag, please feel free to follow us on Spotify at Southside Trap Podcast. And if you still hang on on Facebook and you're into that, you can find us on Facebook at Southside Trap Pod. And you can also find us on Instagram. And we're going to be doing some fun, cool things with Instagram as well. Same thing. Southside Trap Pod was one letter P. So we're really excited for you guys to interact with us and follow those pages and stay connected to the podcast and for more Red Stars content. So it's 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 been a lot. It's been wild. And it's, it's been exciting. And all that's been excited, even though maybe there wasn't some more or less really exciting soccer to talk about. It was a little lackadaisical. What do you think, Claire? Yeah, it was a little bit sloppy. Um, all three games. I mean, we only saw the first two games, but from what we heard about the third one, um, yeah, seems like uh, definitely working working their way in. Um, anyone who noticed the starting lineups or the substitutions can probably gather that there are some red stars that aren't quite ready to go yet preseason. Um, some that have to have some limited minutes and, uh, some real depth. We saw a lot of players, some bunch of draftees, uh, got minutes, got serious minutes. Um, and you know, this isn't really about the results, but I would say that Chicago looks fine. They look a little bit disconnected. They look, you know, some rusty, um, we said, well, we said this extensively in the section that, that everyone will hear next, but um, the national team players look in form and everyone else looks like they've been, you know, hibernating. So uh, it wasn't yeah. great, but also not the end of the world. Yeah, no, it just, uh, I think at one point you and I uh, had some post game, really quick post game time with some of the players after the Seattle match. And. I believe it was Nikki Stanton, Sam Kerr, Katie Johnson. It was a similar theme there where they all just kind of uh, expressed like that this definitely feels like a preseason vibe going in right now. It's uh, the mentality that they all have to put some more work in with each other. Um, you know, each other <laughs> being the, the key word there uh, is something that's that's got to happen. Uh, so it just, yeah, it just, you know, the disjointed at times, uh trying to, you know, make those connections as best they can. Uh, you know, Maria Sanchez, uh, I thought, was a pretty bright uh, point in in this entire tournament. I would even put Kayla Sharples up there just, just because of the significant minutes that we saw them get throughout this tournament, including in this uh, final match uh, that just took place. Uh, Sanchez coming away with, with two starts over three appearances, uh, Sharples with one start, uh, and three appearances, and Hannah Davidson actually got a start of her own while seeing some um, smaller minute match minutes um, over the course of of the of the preseason tournament. So 
I think I think going into the to this preseason tournament, a, a lot of people were kind of excited about that. I, I mean, I, I, or maybe I'm speaking for myself. I'm I'm always excited to see what what the the new blood can bring to the team, especially a team like the Red Stars, uh, who we know has a core in place, has had several players on the team that have been playing together for X amount of years. You've got some players that are entering their third season with this team, fourth season, fifth season. We've got players entering their sixth season with this team. That's, you know, it's crazy to think about that. Um, So to have these new players not only get drafted and have sort of these, you know, these, potentially right high ceilings we, we don't know how high they are yet uh, but these potentially high ceilings and then uh, just sort of assume that maybe they're gonna get a run out here or a run out there and then to actually see that translate into literal starts in a preseason and then see some of that translate into actual assist we got to see that infamous left foot of maria sanchez on display uh it's i can honestly sit here and say that it's uh the hype might be real on that what do you think claire yeah, I mean, I thought she looked good. I thought she looked like she grew in confidence uh, over the over the course of the preseason. But yeah, I mean, that's what preseason is, right? Like, you get your draftees in there. You get some of your non-rostered invitees in there. Um, and, and which is good. But also the reality of it is, you know, you looked at Chicago's back line against the U23s for the second half of that game. And it was what? Aaron Wright, Sarah Gordon... Uh, Hannah Davison and who was the I last? Think, uh, I think to start that. Well, I know, I know. To start it, it was Mario, yeah. Gordon, Wright, and um, LB. But then yeah. it switched into uh, Wright, Gordon, Davison, and Sharples. Correct. Which that's not going to that be. That's not going to be the defense, right? Like it's just <laughs> that's just unless everybody dies, that's just not going to be who plays defense for the Red Stars. So um, it was fake. Uh, yeah. Right. So that's the thing where it's like, yes, they did quite, I think a lot of them did quite well. And to considering it was their first minutes against professional grade opponents, but also it's just, it's just not who Chicago is going to be. So yeah, good to see difficult to gate, put any value on, you know? Yeah, correct. Cause it's just, I, I believe some, I, I, forgive me, I forgot who this was that asked me specifically on my Twitter, but someone mentioned that they <laughs> wanted to ring an alarm or be worried and uh, it's just this just wasn't uh, this just wasn't a collection of games to sort of make your determination on as far as what this season is projected to actually be for the Chicago Red Stars squad. You know that's difficult to determine out of a a tournament like this that never saw you know the same starting lineup more than you know at, at all in any of these matches and uh, so many players uh were getting in and out as far as match minutes for substitution so uh you know i think even heading into the regular season and i'm I'm sort of speaking in generalities now because it, this doesn't just happen with chicago that this happens with with all teams heading into regular season those those first few weeks of the season are still going to feel incredibly pre-season-y for a lot of teams out there uh, they're still going to be, you know, trying to get their vibes right together. They still got to gel, um, still got to find that chemistry. So I'm, I'm, you know, for people out there who are expecting a, a big, a big gun show, like right at the jump, uh, let's just, you know, scale it back a bit. Cause there's going to be a lot of teams out there that might not look sharp as historically, that's always been the case within the first, you know, few weeks or so of, uh, the NWSL, but, it was all about for me sort of taking um, small individual performances and just sort of, you know, seeing what that could potentially look like for the rest stars uh, down the road. And I thought we got to see some of that in, in this preseason tournament from, from, especially from the rookies. Preseason is the key word. So it was actually preseason for everybody. So that includes not just players, but uh, I want to say coaches as well. It was preseason for officials because there, there were a couple moments there where some some players were frustrated with calls and maybe we thought that a call could happen, especially I think in one of those games where it was the conditions were pretty rainy and it looked like there was a handball that wasn't called. And it was preseason for us too as, as journalists because uh, there were definitely some moments where we were like, wow, there is not a replay. And yeah, it's hard to keep track stuff sometimes. We, we literally just saw that happen right now. 
and there was a lot of collaborating as far as making sure we were getting everybody uh, the correct yeah. information. But also, we did some really good stuff. Uh, we obviously got to hang out with our friends, Caitlin and Susie. Uh, you'll hear all of our lovely voices soon enough. And then we got some great audio from uh, Danny Colaprico and Katie Johnson. So that's what's coming up later in the pod. And uh, I thought it all went pretty well. It was a good week, right? What was your What was your favorite uh, What was your favorite thing that we did in Portland? Man, uh, you know it's it's hard to compete with uh, rewatching Cruel Intentions on its twentieth <laughs> anniversary uh, reshowing. That that might be up there for me. Yeah. But I, I also really enjoyed finally getting in a hike in mm-hmm. Portland. This would have been my I think third or fourth time already visiting Portland and for somebody who's already been out there a handful of times I had yet to actually be able to experience like the actual like Portland nature and let's go for a hike kind of vibe and it was really cool to finally do that this time the trees are incredibly high they're very tall they're too damn high in fact they're a little intimidating once you get up close (laughs) they're very beautiful from afar but those are probably some real standout moments for me. How about you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Cruel Intentions for sure. We did so much stuff that week. Sometimes I even forget that we did that. But yeah, Cruel Intentions was amazing. Um, I don't know, we ate oh, a lot of good food. We did eat a lot of good food. Uh, I also really appreciated that we went to uh, El Burrito Azteca twice. Twice, yep. And I also really appreciate that a customer there referred to it as The Place. The Place, that was a good vibe. It is I, the place. I guess I guess this I guess this person was eating their food and they either forgot what the restaurant name was called or did not want to even attempt to say El Burrito Azteca and they just referred to it as I'm at the place. The place. It was it was a good it was a good time. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, we had a great time. The ramen might have been my favorite. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, ra- favorite. the ramen was really good. As far as a meal this that is, we shared. This is a food podcast now. Yeah, the meal that we shared was definitely definitely ramen. Yeah. Uh, so that was a good vibe. But I mean, I'll also throw in the fact that we were able to get some good work in. Yeah. Out there, uh, it was really good to cover all these matches. It was really good to sort of get back in the swing of things and reconnect with, uh, you know, the team coaches, uh, front office, and try to put together, you know, a strong season as, as far as uh, coverage. So yeah, thanks to everybody for sharing their time with us. I know it's limited when you're out there, but that was also a good time too. Absolutely. Cool. Well, without any further ado, uh, here's some of the stuff we did. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of like an audio collage of our week. I'm looking forward to it. I think, uh, I think people will dig it. And if you're still here and haven't already fast forward to the Danny Colaprico and Katie Johnson portion of this already, you are the real MVP. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Thank you. Enjoy. Thanks, y'all. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. It's your girl, Sandra. Uh, we're recording live right now, this special edition episode of Southside Trap Podcast in Portland. So we are not from the Southside. We are all the way in the West Coast of Portland. And covering the Portland Spring Invitational, where the Red Stars are participating in several preseason matches against the Thorns, Rain, and U23s. And that's a hefty lineup. So to talk about that kind of stuff, couldn't do it alone. No one could ever do it alone. So I have several friends, homies, and colleagues, plural. We've got Claire, aka the Scam Originator, Susie Rance, and Caitlin Best. How are you guys doing today? So great. Good. Ready to pod. Happy to be here. Are you guys ready to talk only and solely about the Chicago Red Stars, even though you cover the rain and thorns? Uh, I'll do my best. Some Thorns content might slip out. <laughs> mm. I have lots of thoughts about the Red Star, so yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it. Good. I love it. Uh, the other day, we got to see Chicago hang out with the Thorns at a preseason match, and then we saw the rain with U23s. A lot of preseason vibes going on. Yeah, definitely preseason still. I liked um, that starting lineup 
for the Red Stars against the Thorns. Had a good mix of draftees. Had a good mix of international veteran player and veteran players. And it almost felt like the Red Stars possibly were, were giving a look at how things could maybe look during certain international breaks or your sort of takes on that starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seemed like uh, the first first half of the game was more, let's give a run out to who, the, the available starters. Um, Chicago's a little bit banged up right now. Nothing major that we should be worried about for the home opener, but just for preseason, there are some people who can't go just yet. Um, yeah, I saw Sam Kerr for 45 minutes. Uh, she's not fully match fit yet because she just spent the last week sitting in a hotel room <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> Uh, but you know, she, taking did, on, she did her best. Taking on the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, she was stuck. Um, oh. uh, yeah, and then in the second half, we saw Katie Johnson and Nikki Stanton come out and uh, saw a little bit more of probably what they're going to be trying to develop when Kerr specifically isn't there. Because I do think that there are probably a lot of hopes hung on uh, Katie Johnson having a good year during that World Cup break. So, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was good. I was, it, it looked like preseason. They looked, and it looked like preseason, and it looked like they were in Portland. It definitely looked like an away Word. Game. It definitely yeah. sounded yeah. like yeah. they were in Portland. Yeah, Chicago in Portland. Weird. Is, yeah, if you, if you can believe it. Yeah. Uh, they always are, they always play like they know exactly where they are when they are here. <laughs> Even at Little Merlot Field. Yeah. Even at Little bluff. Merlot Field. Down the bluff. Yeah. Down the bluff. <laughs> yes. We got to see the bluff. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, Caitlin. Yes. You were there to cover the Thorns. Yeah. When you saw that Chicago Stars lineup, what were some of your like first initial thoughts? Um, it, it just that it looked both teams looked like they were at pretty close to their full strength lineup. I mean, I. Uh, yeah, that was my thought. I would say. Um, I didn't know anything about either of the two mm-hmm. new players that were there, so it was um, good to see them get out there. Uh, I'm sorry, I should have prepared more comments. No, that's good enough. I only want you to talk about the rest of Yeah, it's all good. I, I can <laughs> yeah. see it in your eyes that you want to really jump in and talk about the forms. I'm going to hold it in. In relation later. to the rest yeah. stars, but yeah. I'm going no, to I'm going to prevent it. that. Yeah. It's not going to be allowed. But yeah, it was pretty much the full lineup plus two draftees. Yeah, literally. Well, three draftees, but Davidson, I think we were anticipating yeah, jumping in right, right. away. Davidson yeah. is also new, but doesn't, uh, it doesn't really a little feel bit that more way. of a known quantity. <laughs> right, exactly. We've seen her play. I have, some, I have some thoughts about at least one Red Stars player, but I, I think later, right. like now is maybe not the time. Okay. Certain that, matchup on the field. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, fir- the first half of that match, I thought, um, in, part- in particular... Seeing somebody like uh, Alyssa Nair and Casey Short uh, going up against some challenges, I thought they looked very good. I I personally really enjoy watching uh, Casey Short and Tobin Heath uh, battle it out on the pitch. That was going to be my thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But we should talk about it now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, okay, well, we can say that to a certain extent, uh, and this was was true of the, the rain game as well, I think you could tell that the national team players have been playing games recently, yep. and the club players have not. And so, uh, a lot of in, in a lot of spaces, you could just see that the the speed of play for someone like you know Tobin Heath, um, it was just at another level um, compared to what some of the other club players were were at. And but. You could also tell with Casey Short that she has been in a bunch of... She hasn't been playing so much in games, but she's been probably duking it out with Heath and, and Camp uh, for a while. So, yeah, that was a great matchup. Thorns, um, they went up on the board in about five minutes. They did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Little, Tyler, little Tyler, Tyler Lucy. Lucy. Tyler, Tyler Lucy. <laughs> uh, getting that opening goal. Anything particularly impressive from the Thorns against the Red Stars on the goal that you saw? On the goal? Yeah. Honestly, it happened so fast at all. Really? It literally happened like so the fast. image yeah. of the goal being done. And it just, I feel it like just we were still like getting Chicago settled in. Set. I just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah these, was, these preseason games are such a strange experience because there's no replay. So if you miss it, it's, miss it's it, gone. It's over. Right. It's over. Yeah. And it all, happened. All you have is what was in your brain the first time yeah, you saw yeah. it. It happened. Well, when we'll get there, but when Chicago equalized, there was 
a long discussion in the press box about who actually scored the goal. We knew it was a defender. We did not know which one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we figured it out from watching who was being hugged. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who was being hugged. Pay attention to the celebration. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it will lead you to the goal scorer yeah. in, in preseason. Um, so I wasn't at the game, mm-hmm. but obviously followed all the the conversations. And I think it's super impressive. Casey Short's a left back and like has basically play left back except for the times when she has to go up against Tobin Heath and then suddenly she's a right back and I think she showed how versatile she is and it'll be interesting to see what happens next week with the national team. For sure. I mean the thing with Casey Short is um it's there's just some some raw talent specifically just at defending yeah. that she has that you don't actually see a ton of or maybe isn't valued in in certain play, like I think, I think it, uh, her strengths as an outside back are different than a lot of other mm-hmm. outside backs in the league or even internationally. And so to watch someone just purely defend that well, especially against a player that good, yeah. is it's really, really fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, everybody wants attacking outside backs these days. Yeah, right. Which, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it throughout right. the week, but yeah, I'm very impressed with Casey Short. Um, um, yeah, I have nothing really to add, just that... Yeah, no, yeah. same, yeah. we could just she's, keep talking about a, that. She's, yeah. well, <laughs> she's a great defender. And, and, you know, Sandra brought up Nair, too, and, and the reason that that kind of coincides with the conversation about Short is that they both, you know, I think, an on, part of the ongoing conversation, and I'm sure you guys have this with your clubs, too, is when you have these players who play for the U.S. frequently, um, they're always in various states of uh, fatigue and fitness mm-hmm. and... Sometimes they, you see them struggle and you can't figure out why, and then you find out later that they came back hurt. Um, whereas it looked like in that game, both Nair and Short haven't played games for the U.S. in a little bit, and they looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was nice to see, too, that they seem to at least physically be really, you know, kind of feeling, feeling ready to go for the year. Yeah, and it was good to get that early game in and see the national team players with their club teams before they sort of went out to those national team camps for the upcoming friendlies. So it was nice to see those players have have strong strong performances. Um, I want to talk about the Red Stars goal, the the goal that they they equalized on. Uh, it was a combination. It was a combined effort of the rookies. So you had Maria Sanchez and Kayla Sharples connect on a set-piece goal. And, Claire, I'm sure you can help me testify to this. The Red Stars uh, are not big set-piece well, goal scorers. It was, it was, it was yeah. I In think, fact... I think the very exciting thing is that there's we have someone who can take corner Turns kicks. out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of been like an ongoing, I don't want to say joke, but it's been an ongoing trend for me whenever I do like a... a the big Red Stars preview going into the season for to throw out a wild prediction and a wild prediction will always be like that they're going to be lethal at yeah. set piece goals and it doesn't really ever happen. Yeah. So to see that in preseason was kind of nice and I'm not going to front. Um, and it was also really nice to see a player like Sanchez sort of uh, grow into her game mm-hmm. as that match went on. I think in the beginning, really early in that half, she had a lot of good ideas, uh, but there wasn't a lot of execution. <clears throat> and then it just as soon as she sent that ball in, then there was a lot of chaos in the box, ball in the back and neck equalized. Coming out into the second half, you just really saw her kind of get after it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really enjoyed that. And as it was really great to see, even as she was getting subbed off, there was a moment there where she sent in sort of this uh, shot cross that forced Eckerson to go up and nab it. And it was like that was her curtain call. And she got some off for, yeah. for Sarah. So it was, it was nice to to see that. And uh, we chatted a bit with, with them today. Um, and there will be some more content out there on, on the site that you guys can, can check out. But I think that's one of my bigger things that I was excited about these preseason matches for is because... You know they're going to feel very preseason-y. There might be some rust for yeah. some players. But it's going to give you an opportunity to see these players that you don't see on a regular basis, mm-hmm. whether they're new uh, draft picks or they're these non-roster invitees. So it was uh, really cool to see that. 
Well, and they don't have to be really good right now. Yeah. Right? Like, unless, you know, there are some injuries issues, those players probably aren't going to start, you know, when these teams are full strength. And this is true for everybody. But um, to build some momentum, build some confidence for when they do need to be more developed when we hit, you know, June. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the important things. And you're right. I mean, the well, we were talking to John Halloran about this. You mentioned this about teams playing college teams where part of the part part of what preseason is for is just for confidence going in, especially if you have some new players who are nervous. So, yeah, you saw that with someone like Sanchez where she got that assist and she got a lot less scared. And that's kind of, there's no better way to kind of get a player working in that way other than just to give them minutes. And it's really nice to give them minutes when the games don't count. So. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not to take that, games don't count, and then go to the second goal, but we got to talk about that second goal. Yeah, well, it doesn't <laughs> count, so it's fine. And uh, <laughs> basically this, this great second goal that Christine Sinclair uh, nailed the Red Stars on. Uh, K-Best, why is Christine Sinclair a moose goat against <laughs> the Red Stars? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's a Christine Sinclair thing. I think it's a Thorns thing. Like, it's kind yeah. of your guys's. I mean, she was literally over. left unmarked. But she was also, so open. Right, but, she was so open. But, but what happened on that goal, I have to imagine, is that everyone sees Tobin Heath sprinting up the right side. Yeah, and yeah. goes, oh, Tobin Heath is right there. Yeah. Right. And then she sends in the cross, and nobody's, right. nobody's noticed it. Christine right. Sinclair is also and, right there. And in a funny way... That's a good way to build two, that goal for people two, who didn't watch it. The two it, defenders who really kind of messed up there were uh, Kayla Sharples and Casey Short. So yeah. It's still, <laughs> it was a combined effort. It was. Combined that effort. was a real... As we know, sometimes the Red Stars uh, have trouble marking thorns in the box. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. It happened. But Listen, the person... The person that was supposed to mark Christine Sinclair, <laughs> I'm sure knows knew, who they are. Knows who they are. Yeah. They knew it was their job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what preseason uh, is for? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. exactly what preseason is for. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that the that was just a great way to explain like how that that goal happened. Yeah, it just everybody got distracted by the brilliance of Tobin Heath. She just had this ball and just made her way, just made her way happily and freely. She moves pretty quick with that. Yeah, thing. she can. And really then all run. of a sudden, mm-hmm. she just looked up once. And before you know it, there was a completely unmarked Christine Sinclair, a.k.a. Moose Goat, in the box. You've all seen 10 Things I Hate About You, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I love 10 Things I Hate it About You. It makes me think of what what was Julia Stiles? Uh, it was defla- It was whatever the flashing word was. <laughs> oh. The distraction. distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the art of getting them to look in right, one direction. Exactly. And forget so about the speech. Christine Sinclair yeah, on the back yeah, side. Exactly. So did not flash anyone. No. Right. For the record. It was, it was, it was more of a metaphorical Metaphorical. Flash. A metaphorical <laughs> flash. Her soccer yeah. skills. Yeah. 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 Just trying to help people visualize. Yeah, it. right, exactly. What Ten what things happened. I hate about you filmed in the new home of Reno yeah, but we're not talking about them. We're not talking about, about them. Right sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Kim is trying to talk about other teams on this podcast, and they laid the rules out. What's going on here? Uh, but I, I think for a preseason, a preseason game like to have the the Red Stars and the Thorns and get a run out against each other, um, I thought there were more positives for maybe both teams to to take away from from that match and. Leading to for the Red Stars, leading to this match that's gonna come up against the Rain tomorrow. When you all listen to this, it will have happened already. But it might sound real dumb. It might sound real dumb. Yeah, but say some incorrect things, but it's only because the game hasn't happened yet. Correct. We we cannot predict the future, unfortunately. But Susie, as far as the Red Stars going up against the Rain, I feel like. Uh, as far as regular season battles, uh, Red Stars and Rain have had some pretty memorable ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They tend to play each other pretty tough mm-hmm. and close. Pretty mm-hmm. physical, too. Pretty physical. physical. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, they're two teams that, especially, I also like to watch the head coaching battle between those <laughs> two. So when when it was Laura Harvey and Rory Dames and now Vladko and Rory Dames, those are things that I enjoy watching when those two teams play. So for preseason purposes... Uh, is there any particular Red Stars or any particular things that you're looking for, maybe excited to see from the Red Stars? Well, um, 
I think it there's in the past the styles I would say Chicago tried a little of a different style last year mm-hmm. you know but in the past the styles of the two teams just haven't they don't match up really well mm-hmm. Chicago played more direct Rain tried to possess and like for sometimes one side got the better end of that battle um, and again preseason but looking at the Rain and the way they played the U23s I think the one time the Rain were most vulnerable was counterattacks. Yeah. And it, the Rain have been a team that um, can get burned by speed, and Chicago has some good speed. Um, so it'll be interesting just to see how they contain that. That's more of a broad question than, like, one person in particular. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no. Into it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for fun, for fun, whenever we have guests, I like to pitch questions to you guys. So we're going to get some questions for Susie and Kavis. Uh, don't be nervous. I don't know Because they're, be. they're fun Chicago Red Stars related questions. Okay. I want to know, and it could be, I think I'll open this up to either even past or, or present Red Stars. But if there is a Red Star that you could have on your team, Maybe Still. make your team better or an asset, an additional asset. Just it's a total freebie, and you could just there's a very easy way for you guys to have this player on your team. Who would that red star be? You want to go, Omega? I mean, the easiest answer is Sam Kerr. Right, there's an easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> but then I know that we'd have to give up a lot to get Sam Kerr. But so, let's not worry about. Don't worry about that. that. Don't worry about just Sam like, Kerr. You can steal them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would. I have two answers, and I like it's it's annoying that I've said Casey Short's name a lot, but it's an interesting question with with the Thorns in particular because mm-hmm. I think the Red Stars are strong in the same area of the field where the Thorns are strong. You guys have all these good central midfielders, right? Um, so yeah, I mean Sam Kerr, obviously I would take Sam Kerr, but yeah. I also think that that we the Thorns really could use a good left back in the in coming years as uh, Megan Klingenberg starts to kind of age out of the starting lineup. Um, so that would be nice to have. My backup answer is stealing Katie Johnson back. Mm. Stealing oh, Katie Johnson yeah. back. Yeah. Back to I like that answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. That is a good answer, but we need her. Yeah, yeah need it's her. a really important year yeah. for someone like Katie Johnson. Yeah. So I'm excited, regardless of what team she's on, to yeah. see how she does this year. Yeah, I think everyone's really rooting for her yeah. to have a good year, no matter what. Yeah, no. Word, for sure. Everybody's rooting for Katie Johnson. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she's so fun to watch. She's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was well. That was an interesting thing in the the game specifically too, because um, I mean, Kerr Kerr looked again like she had been spending seven days in a hotel room, but um, <laughs> uh, but Katie Johnson, she's a different. I mean, obviously, she's a different kind of player yeah. than Sam Kerr. Um, it looked like she, and it'll be interesting to see how this develops. But um, Kerr is definitely a target forward, whereas Johnson was connecting a little bit mm-hmm. more. So I, I just, yeah, I, they're, obviously Katie Johnson is not a Sam Kerr replacement, but she'll bring something different yep. to that attack. And it'll be cool also to see what they can do together when they're both available. Yeah, she's a great hold-up player, and mm-hmm. so having someone like Sam Kerr running off of her is pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah. Actually, I have, a, I have one other answer. Okay. I would actually take Yuki Nagasato, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, again, sort of the same deal with Christine Sinclair getting older right. it's gonna retire within the next few years probably I think and we all know that Yuki's immortal so it's like yeah right yeah, yeah. she's gonna play forever yeah. just great just social media game you have yeah game. Yeah, yeah exactly it's important for content yeah. as well yeah it is yeah. both informative and inspirational I'd like right. to go see Yuki's band some here yeah yeah, yeah. Like exactly Portland tour, tour, I want to ask you about some comments that you made recently in regards to Sam Kerr. Uh, there was a Twitter comment uh, that you made, and that yeah. I believe it was uh, Sam Kerr is very cool. That's not how it went, but can yeah, you please correct me and unpack that for me? Am I allowed to swear on the podcast? Of course. This is what an I, adult podcast. What I tweeted about this. was, "Quote: Does it ever just hit you how Sam Kerr is really fucking cool?" Wow. We should talk about that before we end this episode. And I, yeah, I mean, I just, like, and I think th- I think some of this comes out of conversations that I've had with you guys about Sam Kerr and how she, like, Nike is turning her, trying to turn her into a superstar. They're banking on her becoming a superstar at this World Cup. Yeah. And she's done all this fashion stuff for Nike, 
Um, she took that selfie of herself and all of these other players that were modeling the kits. That was yes. very cool. Mm-hmm. That was very cool. Um, and I had this moment where I looked at her and I was like, man, the low pony is cool now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she yeah. reevaluated your opinion of the low pony. The low pony. Yes. She's yeah. made it cool. Yeah. It's like in Mean Girls when, um, Lindsay Lohan cuts, yeah, the, cuts the holes the on the nipples yeah. yeah. and that becomes just, the, the yeah, fashion. She just rolls with it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She yeah. just, like, the thing is, she just, like... She's just her. Right. That's what, like, helps make it it's, so cool. It's, yeah, right. I mean, this whole thing about her being one of the best strikers in the world just really seems to have been a big accident. Right. So. She really wants to be a footy player. Right. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's very cool. And she's nice. Yeah, I got a chance nice. to meet her mom when no I was way. in Australia. No way. Her and her mom. She was there for the W League Player of the Year Award or whatever mm-hmm. um, in 2017, and... Her her mom was um, going off a little bit about how she can't handle her wearing such baggy clothes when she <laughs> in the game. I, well, I did I did notice I did notice on Sunday that Sam Kerr was wearing a big training jersey and a big long sleeve shirt yes. underneath it. Big lot of big shirts. Lot of big shirts. Making it cool. Yeah. Making it cool. Mm-hmm. You gotta go big, and that will also start a new trend. Yeah. 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 Pretty soon you'll see. Yeah. All the players Everybody's out there. Everybody's going to be wearing big shirts. And their yeah, oversized training gear. Yeah. Including cleats. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, uh, thank you so much for hanging out and talking about the Red Stars, even though you don't cover the Red Stars. I thought that went really well. Uh, I want you guys to please, like, plug yourselves and let the good people out there, you know, all the Southside Trap listeners, let them know where they can find good content about the Thorns and Rain FC. Uh, I'm Caitlin Best. You can find me on Twitter at BestKabest, B-E-S-T-K-A-B-E-S-T. Um, I am a co-host of Red Smoke Radio, um, which is at Red Smoke Radio on Twitter.com. And I also write now for The Equalizer. I'm Susie Rance, and I write for Ride of the Valkyries, mm-hmm. which is a sub-blog of Sound Art Heart that covers the rain. And you can find me on Twitter at Susie, S-U-S-I-E, Rants, R-A-N-T-S. Because I like to rant. Oh, yeah, and I'm Claire. You know where you can find me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Sandra. Yeah. You know where you can find me. Yeah. But you should continue to support the Southside Trap Podcast, and you can do that on mm-hmm. Twitter yeah. at Southside Trap Pod. And that's with one letter P, guys. One letter P. You can also find us on Podbean. You can also listen to this thing on iTunes. So please uh, like or subscribe, uh, leave us a comment, a uh, nice review. You all are so nice and leave us nice things. And it's nice to read nice things. It's nice. Yeah. The world's nice. Exactly. Can't wait to get back home to Chicago. See y'all soon. <laughs>
I know when we were we were talking a little bit and we sort of tied in like the the Red Stars and you being with the same team for so long and sort of how that has helped with your development as a player. And we also talked a little bit about how uh, the Red Stars have been really good about knocking in the semifinal and then sort of getting bounced. Having sort of gone through the experience of playing in a championship final with Sydney FC, how do you sort of see yourself maybe taking that energy and that experience as from a leadership perspective into this team with the Red Stars? Yeah, I think it's funny. Right after this uh, W League semifinal, I think after we won against Brisbane, um, it was kind of a uh, set like a breath of fresh air because <laughs> I was like, oh, I can make it past the semifinal <laughs> kind of thing. And um, right it's after not, the, it's not you. Yeah, it's, it's not me. Like I can actually do it. <laughs> Um, and I actually texted Rory right after, and I go, I made it to a final, dot, dot, dot. And Rory goes, ha, okay, bring that over here kind of thing. And so, I mean, yeah. So, obviously, you know, making it to a final, it's a whole nother, um level, and it's something that, um, in a, from a leadership standpoint, it's something that I have under my belt, and I can hopefully, you know, help the team in that regard when we make it to the playoffs and, you know, making it to that next level because that is our – that is one of our goals this year. Obviously, we want to make this to the final every year, and we've come up a bit short the past four years, making it only to the semifinals. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of teams in the NWSL don't think we can make it past the semifinal because it's been four years now, but that's not our mindset. We know that we're a good enough team. We think we're the best team in the league, and that's a good mentality to have going into um, this upcoming season. So definitely, you know, like sort of chip on the shoulder kind of vibe going. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, Katie, I know you're, you're coming into this season and for the first time as a Red Star. So what is sort of your perspective coming into a culture like this that has sort of uh, been a top four team for four consecutive years, making their way into a semifinal after being with Seattle yeah. and then Sky Blue and sort of seeing your role in this team? I think it's definitely an interesting perspective because I get almost like a little taste of every team in a different style. Um, here I've already noticed right off the bat that they work extremely hard and it's very competitive, which I really like. Um, I definitely think, yeah, that we're a top team. Um, every day everyone competes, which I love. So I think, yeah, it's been good so far. Good. I know that... Um, there's been a lot of stuff that's been put out there uh, with Sky Blue yeah. and everything uh, that's been reported through various outlets. Uh, sort of your journey getting to the Red Stars, what was that sort of like? Uh, there were some things out there talking about that you were maybe looking for options in Europe mm -hmm. um, and then to sort of be able to find a new team mm -hmm. uh, in Chicago. What were some of the emotions you were going through as far as the offseason there? Yeah, it was tough. Every day I would come up with um, maybe a new team I was going to and I was a little stressed out. Um, but it kind of just, I'm, Christina called me and said, Rory's interested, and I was like, what? Like, I had no idea. So um, I was planning on going to Europe, and it just kind of all happened so quickly, but I was extremely happy to end up here, and yeah. Um, I know that in the past, when, like we've had a couple interviews, yeah. uh, in talking like in regards to like, the, the Mexican national team, uh -huh. um, I remember, like specifically when you were with the Rain, uh, you mentioning how you felt it was really important to help develop your game uh -huh. in the NWSL. Yeah. Um, so I was feeling to sort of be with this team, and being able to continue your development, maybe to yeah. sort of like level into a international play. Um, yeah, I think it's important, um, obviously, because NWSL is the hardest league to play in, in my opinion. So if you're playing against the best players, you obviously have that edge. Um, I was even talking to Yuki about like her playing it from Japan and playing here, and it's a different style. So you kind of learn different ways to play, and the speed of play is really high here. So I think that obviously helps my game a little bit, and I think that we have girls that are joining, like Maria, in the NWSL, which is obviously going to help them grow and become better players. So I think that's important for Mexico. I know you mentioned uh, Christina reaching out to you. The Everything leading up to the draft that, that week, they, the Red Stars announced the trade with you and mm -hmm. then uh, get you like right before the draft, and then draft day came, and in the second round, they drafted Maria. Mm -hmm. um, 
what was it sort of like seeing like a player like her drafted by this team that you had just been been traded to? Yeah, um, I I personally really love her story. I'll never tell it to her face though, because she's just one of those people. It's fun, <laughs> um, but like she works really hard, so I, I'm proud of her, and I think that she's only going to grow. So I'm I'm really excited to see what she does here. Um, how do you think sort of some of the chemistry that you guys have playing in her last year might come yeah. to play? I think yeah, she's obviously has a great left foot and knows how to cross in the balls and I know where she plays them so I think I have a little advantage in helping her in that way um I also know like where I think I can like give her advice and help her a little bit especially since I've been in the league for a little so I've been trying to just kind of help her in that way and steer her in the right direction so now that uh, everyone's the band's all back together and everyone's singing out I know you guys are uh I think roommates and I know that you guys have an additional roommate named Mochi yeah, there was a yeah. big off-season pickup that was, that was that was yeah. probably the biggest yeah. signing yeah. of this season very important roster depth brought in yeah. <laughs> what is Mochi going to bring to this team this year uh, great snuggles <laughs> yeah <laughs> emotional support emotional support you know for sure. sometimes it can be a roller coaster so yeah <laughs> But yeah, he's been. We saw that you, uh, I believe on your Instagram story, you guys had a play date with uh, some more friends yeah. with the Dex McCarty. Yeah. 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 Are there going to be future play dates? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm trying to find the Frenchie meetup so I can go to one of those where there's like a bunch of Frenchies at a park. Yeah. That's Do weird. we have those in Chicago? Yes. They have them in LA. I heard they have them in Chicago. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. Yes. We're going to have to make some friends. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He's just a good, cute little Having guy. Having been sort of a Chicagoan for so long. Uh, Danny, what are, what are some like Chicago things you think that Katie should maybe partake in? Um, I would say, well, it's hard because it's still cold out. So every, <laughs> after Come training, on. we kind of just like now. sit on the couch yeah. or like go, we go, well, sometimes go to the dog park. Yeah, I hear that should improve. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully it gets a little warmer soon. Um, I think obviously Mats and I are third roommate. Um, we love riding bikes to the lake, so that's one of the things we would always do last year, and I think Katie would really enjoy that as well, and, um, yeah, I mean, there's so much to do in Chicago. I just enjoying the beach, or the man-made beach, <laughs> if it's a beach. <laughs> um, yeah, I think going to the lake would be one of the biggest things that I would recommend. As a Cali kid, when you got here... What was your sort of impression about? I haven't the, been to like the beaches yet. Okay, it's been so cold. How about the weather? What, what How about the cold? Oh, I mean, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. It's cold. I mean, I'm just waiting for it to get warmer. I'm like, I'm already over it. It's been like two weeks. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is is uh is the lake just something, just on the bu- like top of the bucket list? Is there anything else that you maybe um, should look into? Obviously, need to go to some more restaurants and some of foodie, but yeah, big food scene. Yeah. yeah. I'll we'll get to those. Yeah. Some deep yeah. dish pizza. Yeah, I haven't had deep dish yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, my, my big question is, obviously this is, you know, we've been lucky, we you know, covering the league for the last couple of years and that no big international breaks. It's been really nice to see the league develop, you know, beginning to end um, throughout the season. But this is going to be a summer of stages where there are going to be people in, people out. Um, and when it comes to picking up points and stuff like that, there's probably going to be different opportunities. Is that something that you guys talk about now, or is it more just kind of take things as they come when it comes to uh, what you're going to be doing when you have kind of the full roster and uh, when you have people kind of in and out? Yeah, I mean, I think it's day by day. I don't think anyone's kind of looking ahead. I think we have at least three games before a big group of the girls leave for the World Cup. And I think we're focused on that first game as of now, and it's kind of just day by day we'll take it as it comes. And what's cool about our team is that we have 25 players that can step up and play at any time for us. And I've never been on on Chicago where I felt as if every player could contribute at any time. Like, no one knows what the starting lineup is, and that's a good thing because we're all competing for starting spots because everyone is so good and the quality is there. And that's what I think kind of makes us special. And it's something that I think we lacked in the past years where we only had 11 players that I thought could make an impact, especially in a semifinal game, whereas this year I think all 20, whatever, 24 players can you know, step on the field and make an impact for us. And I think that's going to be huge this year because we're going to miss, we're going to miss the national team players for a chunk of the games. As far as um, like preseason right now, uh, this is the third consecutive like Portland Invitational. 
and the Red Stars have participated. I know in the past it's we've been Houston, and this year it's going to be the Rain as the the additional team. Uh, how how important is it to get this level type of games and you know to sort of ride into the regular season? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's important. I think, um, you know, it's good to get these types of games under our belt to see kind of what we're going to be up against come season. So um, it's a work in pro- progress. Um, I just think that uh, playing against Portland and Seattle and even the 23s, it's such great competition. And I think it allows us to see kind of where we stand in terms of how, like, how we're doing. And I think obviously we can play – we can play college teams and play other and boys teams, but it's not a it's not a true test to see kind of where we're at in terms of developing as a team. And um, I think it's really important that we take part in this tournament because obviously Portland, Seattle, twenty threes are all quality teams. Because right, you guys, I mean, the beginning of the season for the Red Stars, it's a lot of heavy hitters right up front. So are you guys talking about you know trying to come in ready to go because North Carolina weekend one that's going to be a big one when the schedule drops like that do you ever like is your first what's like your first reaction when you're sort of seeing maybe those first five weeks and seeing some of those teams on there (laughs) um yeah so a lot of I feel like a lot of people have asked me they're like wow like your first five games tough games and I'm in my head I'm like yeah they're tough games but like I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to come and show up at the right time and you know everyone's like oh you play North Carolina twice and I'm like okay well we're going to play regardless yeah we're going <laughs> to we're going to play them at some point in this season why not start well, off yeah. right off the bat so and I think it's good for us cuz we'll have our full team and we'll be full strength at that point so um yeah, I mean, I not no doubt in my mind that we'll show up for that first game and we'll show up for the next four, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to wish you guys uh, best of luck for the rest of this tournament. When this airs, it'll probably be after all this yeah. is done. Uh, but we're looking forward to covering you guys in the regular season. Uh, hopefully, a lot of a lot of wins. Yeah, thank and you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks. 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 Thanks.